What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Lie. I'm your host, Jonathan Terry, and I'm happy to be joined here today by Jake Nathan, an intern at House of Highlights. Jake, how's it going? Good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. House of Highlights, for those of you who don't know, but most of you should, is a, a multi-million following uh, highlight page on Instagram where they post mainly NBA videos, um, sometimes other things. But can you tell me what House of Highlights tries to accomplish with with posting, uh, like what what their what their goal is every time they put up a, a video? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you can kind of think about House of Highlights. Um, like as a modern day sports center, like growing up, I always watch sports center like every single morning. Uh, and then like when I, like at night, I would always watch sports center and just kind of those top 10 plays, especially like Mm -hmm. that was always so much fun. And so we're kind of bringing that, um, like in the modern day. So like Instagram is such a big deal. Everyone's using it. And so we're able to provide people with, uh, like the best clips, the best reactions. And it doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be um, sports um, focused, like a highlight, like a play. It could also just be like a really funny reaction. And um, just big props to all the guys on the um, team who pick out clips and are able to come up with, like, just sift through all this different footage and find like really good stuff. It's been it's been a lot of fun to kind of watch them. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been an intern for House of Highlights? Um. I'm going, I guess this is my seventh week. So I have, okay. it's like a 10 week program. And so, yeah, I have a little bit more to go, but it's been a ton of fun. I can't believe uh, it's almost over. Um, and then kind of, can you give me a snapshot of um, the things that you do as an intern? Like, you know, I mean, is, does it vary day to day? Is it a similar routine or what sort of things are you asked of as an intern? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it honestly varies so much every single day. Like uh, some days I could be working on a video shoot. Some days I could be doing some research. So I wouldn't say there's like one particular thing that I do, but one of the great parts about House of Highlights is that there's so many different, it's really a business. And so there's so many different sides to it. And so I'm able to kind of do a lot of different things. What's your, what's your focus? Like, Uh, like obviously not here at the internship at house of highlights but what's your focus um outside of house highlights so what's what sort of things are you um passionate about that's a good question i've always been very creative like i've always loved making things and so what i like to do outside of house of highlights is really just make make things so that could be making websites so like i learned how to build websites from scratch because i wanted to learn more about coding um So, like, I I made, like, a lacrosse website. So, I grew up playing lacrosse. And so, like, that was kind of my first thing that I made uh, that kind of got some traction. So, about two years ago, I started a um, website called laxweekly.com. And you can go look at it. I think it's still up. Um, but basically, uh, I started interviewing all these lacrosse players because lacrosse is such, like, a small community. And so... Um, I would interview them, write articles about them and like they were shared on social media. And so that kind of was my first intro into kind of websites and blogging. And I ended up like a year later, like selling that to someone else who wanted to continue with it. So like, I definitely, I love websites, uh, love making videos. I've made some videos at house of highlights. Um, and also like have, I probably have like 10 channels that I've, like just scattered across just like 
different uh, videos that I've made. Some I've done really well, some like haven't done well, but it's been like, I really like making that. Um, I make social profiles. Like I've tried to like grow an Instagram account. Um, yeah, I feel like basically anything creative. I really like trying to trying to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. So you mentioned growing up, you played lacrosse. Were there other sports that, that caught your interest or was that kind of your main focus? Um, yeah, I mean, so I'm from Texas, uh, and lacrosse like isn't very big there. And so I started out playing just kind of like what everyone kind of plays when they're little, like, I feel like soccer is really big. Um, basketball is really big. Football is really big. So, um, when I was younger, I definitely played those sports and I, until high school, I played basketball. Um, but once I hit about middle school is when I started picking up lacrosse and, just like absolutely loved it and uh, wanted to like continue playing. So I got a lot more serious about it. And like in when I was in high school, like I traveled like every summer, like all over the country to play. And so lacrosse is definitely like my favorite sport, just uh, even though it's like very niche, like not many people, like it's not as big um, as some of the other sports. But besides lacrosse, uh, I love basketball, um, love football, love uh, I'm definitely getting more into soccer, so I'm definitely just a sports fan in general. I'd say. That's awesome. What, what part of Texas uh, did you live in, or do you live in? Yeah, I live in Austin, Texas. So I grew up in Austin, Texas, and I also go to the University of Texas at Austin, which is right down the road from where I lived. And they're a big, big school, so they have really good football, basketball. Like It's kind of a, a sports fan's dream. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that's cool. The only reason I ask is because... Uh, I live in, in uh, Burleson, like half an hour south of Dallas. So I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, I'm like in that area nearby where you are. So that's that's kind of cool. Uh, that's, oh, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you mentioned your love for Sports Center. I'm right there in the same boat with you. You know, watch it in the morning, watch it at night. Um, what? Why do you think specifically Sports Center uh, created such an appeal to you? And um, in what ways do you see that similarity with House of Highlights? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, I mean, I think just Sports Center, um, like especially those those top ten plays. I just I would always be glued to the TV, just like waiting for those top ten plays. There's something about it, just like them being ranked, like seeing like what is the number one play, like basically in the world right now. That was always kind of a cool thought. Mm -hmm. um, and um, sorry, can you ask the second part of your question again? Uh, how do you think House of Highlights incorporates that same mindset or like that same feeling that you, you got from SportsCenter? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, like I wasn't there when it started, so I don't want to like take away from like any of the founders of it and the mm -hmm. guys who are doing an awesome job. But I just think House of Highlights does a super good job of being like very relatable um, with its audience. So like a lot of times, um, like the captions and other things are just like funny and um, just really go with like what the modern day trends are going towards. So like if there's a meme or something, I sometimes will include that. We usually include lots of emojis and stuff. So I just feel like it's super relevant um, and that just makes it like so much, so much greater of an experience than anything else right now, in my opinion, because um, it's so customized to our audience. Yeah. And, and now that you brought up, Top 10 on SportsCenter. Sorry to go back to that again. Yeah. Um, the one thing that always confused me is how they determined uh, like 
how they ranked them you know like was there a yeah. guy in the back that like did it or like hmm. i don't know what what do you like what's your best guess how do you think you like how can you really determine what play is considered better than another yeah honestly i feel like they they did not really spend that much time i mean because <laughs> a lot of times you'd see like a super crazy dunk or something as like mm-hmm. number seven and then you'd see like number one be like a free kick in soccer that's like it's pretty good but like is it really like the number one yeah. play of that? Probably not. And so I think just the, uh, I mean, it's, it's such a subjective thing that's really hard, but I'm sure that it was just kind of like whoever was doing it, like they were just like, all right, that's going to be number one. That's going to be number two. I don't think it was like a scientific process or something like that, but that's a, that's a funny thing to think about. Yeah. No, the, the one that always got me is when like they'd have the hot dog eating contest and then like, Joey Chestnut would be number one. I'm like, all right, that's cool and all, but like he just put down like 65 hot dogs. I wouldn't really, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm i of the opinion that competitive eating isn't technically a sport. I mean, I feel like it is, but it doesn't really have a lot of intangibles to be considered a sport itself. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, it's still pretty impressive. I, I don't, not, a, not like the sports debate, but just like 65 hot dogs and however long it is, that's just, I do not understand how that's physically possible. Yeah, no, I no, there's no doubt it's it's impressive. Like, I don't want to take away from him at all. I remember watching that sports science clip on it where they like yeah. had the human stomach and they like would like shove the hot dogs down there and like show how the stomach expanded. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that, 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 that's just kind of sorry. That's just a, a a weird tangent that I just went off on. But uh, we'll we'll rein it back into talking about you. Uh, so. Obviously, you like you said, you're seven weeks into a ten week internship at House of Highlights. Um, how did that How did that come about? How did you become aware of that and um, you know eventually get the job? Yeah, for sure. Um, I like about last year. I just kind of started writing down companies that I just thought were like my dream companies, were like the coolest companies that you could possibly work for, and you know like Google, Facebook. Uh, you know like espn uh and like house of highlights was just one of them and so like i've been following house of highlights for a while and just like definitely think that they're trending in a really good direction so yeah honestly uh like as far as like the specific recruiting process i don't want to like take away from bleach report like i want them to if they want to talk about it they can but i will say that uh the reason why I think I got it is because, like I kind of alluded to earlier in the podcast, I've created a ton of different things. So, like, I created that lacrosse website. I've created a ton of YouTube videos. I had a podcast, uh, and that was really fun. So, like, I've created a bunch of different stuff. And so, because of that, like, a lot of college students don't really – like, they might be have really impressive clubs or um, really good GPA, um, but – a lot of times they don't really have a portfolio of work, so it's hard to kind of communicate to someone, hey, um, I'm skilled at this, but um, you can't really show it to them. And so um, I think what separated me was that I had a portfolio of all these different things that I made. And so without me having to say anything, I could really just send them over what like my work and kind of let that be an introduction to me instead of me having to try to like sell myself, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah no that that makes a lot of sense there's there's definitely a difference between uh like book smart and being able to go out there and especially with a job like uh at house of highlights be able to create content like like you've done 
Um, so you work, is it, is it a part of the Bleacher Report office? Is that where House of Highlights, like, that's, is that where you are? Yep. Yeah, we, uh, we are part of Bleacher Report, which is really fun, cool, because you're kind of like a, in a larger company, but they also have like a small, smaller team. So, um, yeah, that's been a lot of fun, kind of a cool dynamic, and yeah, I love it. Yeah, and, and what's that like? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of different branches um, other than House of Highlights, but what was that like working in such a big uh, group of people, like a almost like a sports hub type of, of place to be in? Yeah, man, it's amazing. It's just, as a sports fan, it's one of the coolest places I think you can work just because, like you said, it's kind of a hub. Like It's a center of gravity for like things going on in sports, and I feel like especially Bleacher Report in general does such a good job Um like I really feel like we have a really good grasp on um, like what the sports fan wants right now. And so it's cool just to walk by all the writers who are making articles that are viewed by, you know, billions of like have billions of page views every year and you have video people and you just have so many talented people who are all creating kind of like the future of sports all in one place. And so kind of like that excitement that I felt when watching sports center when I was, little like i get that kind of like every second while i'm at bleacher report and so that's been absolutely you know remarkable i can't like it's still sometimes like crazy to think that i'm here and uh i love like the offices and stuff are it's like very modern kind of exactly what you'd think of like uh i don't know i always think of like i remember seeing a video of like google's headquarters and that was really cool Mm -hmm. like it's very modern like has ping pong tables and stuff like bleacher report is much the same way so it's just like a really cool environment that you get to work in. And obviously uh, working there, there's a lot of athletes that come by. Have you ever um, just happened to run into an athlete that has come into Bleach Report or like, you know, been in this, like known that they were in there or has, has that any, anything like that happened to you while you've been working there? Yeah, for sure. That's another really cool part is just since Bleach Report is so well known, uh, it's definitely cool that we kind of get that attention from athletes. Um, I'd say, yeah, one of the coolest things was we recently just put out a video with um, Kobe White, who's um, a player for the Bulls, and he was a draft prospect when, like, we kind of got him, like, right before the draft to come in, and, like, we played knockout with him, and that was so much fun, and because we had, like, a court, and so, um, yeah, we played knockout with him, and he was just a really nice, cool guy, and I guess the biggest thing that I've learned from that is, like, all these professional athletes, like, I know you hear it all the time, but they really are just like human beings, just mm-hmm. like everyone else. And so like they enjoy talking about a lot of things like outside of sports, like music, food, like just things that we all talk about normally. They are still talking about the same thing. So it's just kind of cool that um, a lot of times like you put these guys and girls on a pedestal, but a lot of times they're, they're just like normal. I mean, they are just normal people just like us. Yeah. Did Do you ever – are you the type of person that gets um... – like starstruck around people that obviously you've seen play, um, you know, at a professional level, or are you more of like, just kind of play it cool? Like they're just normal. Like, do you, do you have that mindset? Cause I mean, obviously like after talking to them, you, you gain that, but what is it like meeting them for the first time? Yeah. I think at the beginning of the internship, I was a little more starstruck just because I'd never really, you know, like here and there I've met some athletes, but like I haven't met so many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once, like, 
after the first few weeks, I don't know. I I think you just kind of get used to it, and you realize that a lot of times, you know, like they're here for business stuff too. So like, you can't really be. You you kind of have to just act normal like you've been there before. And once you really have been there before, it's not. It's it's obviously really cool to see new athletes, but it's you'd be surprised how quickly you are just kind of like, oh, there's so and so athlete that's you know I see on TV, but it's just like it's another day. So I guess that's kind of a cool thing that i've gotten so much exposure to that i didn't have before i came here Mm -hmm. yeah and so with this internship have you been able to to travel and attend different events or is it just kind of all inside the the office yeah um i've been able to like most of the things i go to like we're in new york city so i go to a lot of places around new york city but we also have events kind of all over the place but um primarily it's been like around new york city but that's been really fun just to go to a lot of different events yeah um bleacher report does a really good job of like making sure you have like a really well-rounded experience and so they'll make sure that if you want to go to a certain event or a certain game or something like you can you can do it so what are some things that you've you've been able to do so far at this point um as far as like the internship goes i mean i've been doing like a lot of different stuff i've made and published a few youtube videos which uh you can go check out i guess on the house of highlights youtube channel there's like a playlist um so i I, another big thing like right when i got here um i was given the handle like usually everyone on there who works here has like a name plus hoh as their handle and so mine's intern hoh since I'm just the intern, and so mm-hmm. I've been like trying to grow that Instagram following a lot more. And so it started out at like 53 followers, I think, um, when I got it. And then right now, I think we're up to like 860 followers or so. So we're still small, but definitely been growing a lot. So I've been able to interact with fans um, on that, which has been really fun, and really just create kind of like whatever whatever content I feel like. So it's really nice that I kind of get that option to make, uh, make whatever ideas I have and just kind of run with it. So that actually works um, as a good transition point. So uh, I follow him on, on Instagram intern HOH. And I saw one of the videos he posted, which was uh, an NBA ASMR video, which is hilarious. (laughs) I think I was just dying laughing, watching it. I mean, essentially like you guys can all go check it out, but essentially, um, you know, he's, he's calling out different players doing different things, you know, <laughs> in a nice whisper ASMR voice. Um, and on one of the comments, it said, I was waiting for a Stephen A. Smith rant. And look, I'm all about giving the people what they want. So Jake, if you're down, do you mind giving us a little bit of a ASMR Stephen A. Smith rant? Cause I think, I mean, I definitely enjoy it. I don't know about the listeners, but I for sure will enjoy, would enjoy it. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, I guess I can. I'm. I'm trying to think. Uh, as funny as it sounds, like I haven't watched that much Stephen A. But I feel like he always. The only times that I've seen him, he like rants about, like the the Knicks, and so I feel like he's trying to think. It's so hard, like as a <laughs> as a whisper, uh, trying to like the new. It's. It's hard to like <laughs> scream at, and like whisper at the same time. Mm-hmm. The New York Knicks. Oh my God, I'm trying to think. You okay? We're gonna have to come back. I'm I'm gonna try to think about in my okay. head what that sounds. Like. Okay, we'll we'll put it on on hold for a quick second. 
we'll, we can talk a little bit about um, current sports news, and then we'll swing back to a little a little Stephen A. Smith rant. Because I mean, you're leaving me in suspense. I'm really I'm really looking forward to it. Okay. Uh, so one of the big things that's been in the news recently is um, the MLB leaning towards uh, robot umps over you know real life people umps. And there's a lot of um, debate over that because it obviously takes away from catcher's framing or trying to, um, you know, make a ball a strike in the ump's eyes. Um, and some people even believe that it'll lead to um, less offense. Um, have you heard any of these sort of things? Um, and what's what's your opinion on, you know, transitioning into more of a technology-based um, umpiring system? Yeah, honestly, uh, so like, it's funny, Bleacher Report isn't. I mean, we definitely cover baseball, but mm. like baseball isn't like one of our main sports. I'd say bat. We're we're we cover a lot of different sports. Like I'd say basketball, soccer, football are kind of like some of our main ones. And so I haven't really gotten to like see like a lot of. I've I've actually like the the offices in New York City, so I've been going to several Yankees games. But oh, I, nice, I nice. did see an article about the robotic umps, and I don't know, I. I think that probably it's probably more accurate, like less uh, human error, obviously. So that would be good. But I don't know. I feel I feel like there's some just like magic or just like mystique about um, having like human umps. And I mean, I think that just goes in general for any sport. Like the there's always like a question of like in tennis or like in basketball, like if there was a AI referee that could call you know perfect things every time with that kind of takeaway from like the like you know just being referees being a part of the game i think ultimately just because of how accurate uh like computers are since the, and they don't really have any like error i mean they ha- sometimes have error but like the margin for error is a lot less like mm-hmm. they i think ultimately we're just going to switch because of how more efficient how much more efficient it'll be like and just how many more calls they're going to get right but I do think that it's going to be a slow process just because, like, you think it's around for such a long time that the chances of it, like, of them just completely going to something like robot, like, that quickly would be a big shock to, like, people who have been watching it. You know, some people have been watching it for, you know, like, 90-year-olds who are into baseball have been mm-hmm. watching it for 90 years. So it's just, like, I think there's going to be a little bit of a backlash, but I think ultimately just the way the world is moving, I will definitely, I could definitely see like referees kind of becoming a little bit more obsolete. Yeah. And, and obviously there are a couple, like there are calls in all the sports that require um, the human eye. Like, I mean, what's like, I don't know. I mean, obviously I could be wrong. I'm, I'm not a technology guru in any sense of the word, but I mean, it's going to be kind of difficult for um, elect, like, you know, robotic, referees to make calls like for shooting fouls or like uh for travels i mean i don't know obviously it could happen but yeah i think you're right i mean it just depends on what we what we really want at the end of the day because if we want an efficient game with all the calls made correctly then we're gonna we're obviously gonna go in the direction of robotic umps but yeah uh one of the one of the biggest stories over the last few weeks has been nba free agency and we talked about it last week on the podcast this one seems different because it seemed like every year there was always one big move or one thing that happened that made people say wow this is crazy but this year there was about eight uh what was what was your favorite part about watching all of this free agency drama unfold 
Yeah, man. I this was probably the most exciting time in like one of the most exciting times in sports, I think. Um just because like you said, the volume of moves. Um there's so much going on at once. And I think pretty much everyone's biggest question was where is Kawhi gonna go? So I'll have to say that's gonna be my answer. But uh just that whole week leading up to his decision, um was crazy, you know, like, uh, especially like in the bleacher report office, everyone, you know, like, uh, when you're going to get snacks or going to get a drink of water, uh, people are always talking about that. And, Mm -hmm. um, it was cool to kind of get perspective from journalists who were covering it, but really no one had any idea because Kawhi did such a good job of keeping it kind of secret. And so, I mean, I definitely did not, like I ruled out the Clippers for sure. I thought it was, um, definitely going to be Lakers or Raptors, but I remember waking up to that um, text or that alert that said that Kawhi is joining the Clippers, and so that was kind of a crazy move. But I really think uh, like everything. Uh, I was I'm I'm from Texas, like I said, so uh, I thought the Russ move was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about it 100, percent but it's definitely like cool to kind of shake things up there. Um, and then, I don't know, I was, it's interesting to see, like, what the Lakers, like, once they didn't get Kawhi, like, you know, who they signed, uh, and how the Knicks kind of got screwed, that's mm-hmm. kind of, I'm glad that I'm not a Knicks fan, I mean, it is oh, brutal being a Knicks fan, but, yeah, I, I honestly think just the free, NBA free agency itself was, like, more entertaining than, like, plenty of sports like that are being played, which mm-hmm. just shows, shows you, like, the NBA has done such a good job of uh, creating, like, personalities. Even Kawhi, he doesn't really talk, but, like, that's his personality. So it's, like, it's kind of cool that you just get all these superstars who are making big moves. And, wow, it's going to be such a fun NBA season next year just with um, – I feel like it's the kind of the year of duos. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it seems like there's, there's uh, like, a counterpart to every superstar now as opposed to a super team, which is definitely really cool. Yeah, and also of what you're saying about Kawhi Leonard, um, I love how literally everything he says can instantly become a meme. Like, I, okay. like that just shows how good the NBA is. Like you said, like he doesn't talk much, but when words come out of his mouth, like it's it's an instant meme. Like it's just it's just hilarious to me. Um, but now that we're talking about duos, um, who's your who's your favorite duo in the NBA? Like maybe not from a talent standpoint, but um, maybe the most fun to watch in your mind. Um, that is a good question. I think it's it's tough to say. Um, I mean, I'm not a Warriors fan at all, Mm -hmm. but I do think that's pretty, I'm always a big fan of, you know, like greatness. Like, what does that mean? Like, I feel like with the Warriors, you are kind of witnessing greatness and especially, you know, it's kind of like, even though I was happy the, the dynasty was over, I was also just like seeing Steph and Clay just kind of transform the game mm-hmm. and just like witnessing that greatness. Like that's going to like, that's going to be talked about when like my kids are going to be debating like about that. Like, and I don't know, I just think it's really cool. Uh, like how the Warriors just like achieve greatness that much. And so a lot of people hate on them and I hate on them when I'm, you know, like anyone's playing against them basically. Yeah. And I especially yeah. hate them because they freaking beat the Rockets every time. Um, <laughs> But I'm happy, or like it was cool to kind of like witness that greatness. So I, Steph and Clay, 
I wouldn't say they're my favorite. I'd say I respect them the most. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, and then yeah. one last thing here with NBA free agency, uh, who are your, who are your conference champions? So who's going to come out of the East? Who's going to come out of the West and who is going to win the title based off of what you've seen and how you've seen the teams being built? Yeah. I mean, the West is just like, you know, pick your poison. Like it, it really, it's so wide open now mm-hmm. that it's, it's super hard to tell. I mean, I think you'd be foolish, honestly, if you don't say, uh, like the Lakers or the Clippers just right now, because I mean, LeBron obviously is just, I don't know. I, he's definitely kind of, I think that he's kind of getting towards the end of his career. So I wouldn't, people still call him like a top three player. I would say he's probably more like a top five, top seven player, which I guess is like a hot take. I mean, I'm not saying of all time. I'm just saying like right now, I think Mm -hmm. like, um, with how he's playing, but maybe he could bounce back. Uh, who knows? And like have a, I mean, he obviously had a very, it's always hard. It's always weird. Like talking about him, not as like the number one player. So I'm not, I don't want to like stir any controversy, but I just think, uh, like, yeah, like last season, I wouldn't say he was like a top three player. I don't know. Um, and so, but I, I think you got to go with either the Lakers or the Clippers. Um, I think that's going to be a tough, tough matchup. Mm. I think, I think uh, LeBron and AD's chemistry, I'm not like 100% sold on it yet just because, um, I don't know, like they're both like both superstars and just I, I feel like uh, Kawhi and Paul George might have just like a little bit more, I guess, respect for each other. Just mm-hmm. like they, they kind of know their roles and they're definitely not uh, selfish at all. But I – so – and. Uh, Kawhi's obviously like a very good defender and I, um, I don't know. So I, but I'll have to go with the Lakers just cause got to go with them. Um, from a, yeah. From a pure talent standpoint, that makes sense. Yeah. Ta- yeah. Um, I would, yeah, I'd say LeBron and AD talent wise are more impressive than Kawhi and Paul George. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say then Paul George and, um, uh, Kawhi might have a little bit more chemistry, but, um, and then the East, uh, I think I think the Bucks. Just, okay. I just think uh, Giannis is. I mean, he won MVP this year. Um, I really like him. I don't think their depth depth is that good, but I just think the East overall. I think it's going to take a while for Katie and Kyrie to work. So I think that that won't be that big of an issue. Um, I mean, I don't think uh, Miami. Like I, I think they could be like an issue a little bit but i don't think it's like anything crazy um and yeah i just think right now i'm i really like the bucks i think that they have like just a really good fan base really good organization i really like everything that they're doing so yeah i think we're if i could call it right now that was a really long answer but <laughs> lakers versus bucks in the finals and i probably have to say lakers are going to win it yeah I, yeah that makes a lot of sense i think from just a pure like what we've seen LeBron be able to do, like, I mean, it'll be a big question to see whether or not he's completely healthy. Cause I know there's a lot of rumors about that, that the injury yeah. is a lot worse than what we were saying. But I mean, I think everyone's learned uh, not to bet against LeBron, uh, but, yeah. but we're, we're almost out of time here. Do you have, do you have that Stephen A ASMR for us? Because I mean, I'm, I'm ready for it. If you've got it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best. I really this could be so bad because I don't don't know Stephen A. too well. I mean, I know who he is, obviously, but mm. I, uh, 
oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The New York Knicks absolutely blew this free agency. I mean, they had every opportunity to get anyone they wanted, but they just absolutely blew it. Are you kidding me? That's what I got. <laughs> I, I like it. That was, that was fantastic. I, that was awesome. Uh, but Jake, thank you so much for coming on, uh, talking a little bit about House of Highlights with us and your job as an intern. It's been great. Yeah, man, for sure. It's been really fun getting to talk with you as well. I really appreciate you having me on the show, and I look forward to listening to awesome. it. Awesome, yeah. And guys, you can check out episodes of the podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And we've got shirts and stickers for sale. You can find them on our website, www.notgonnaliepod.com. And uh, stay tuned, guys, and thanks for listening.